Hellions number one by Zeb Wells and Stefan Segovia introduces the problem children of mutant kind, all under the steady, gentle guidance of Mr. Sinister. It's a suicide squad meets Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. What could go wrong? Today I'll answer, who are the Hellions? What is the Hellions' role in the Dawn of X? And how does this oddball collection connect to Mr. Sinister, Madeline Pryor, and possibly Inferno 2 in some theories for where Hellions is going in X-Men comics in 2020? I'm Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. If you like CBH YouTube channel or podcast, please consider liking, subscribing, and sharing. Links to CBH channels, including new uploads to IGTV and Patreon support, are included in the show notes. You can find full X-Men and comic book reading orders over on ComicBookHerald.com, and spoilers for discussed comics may follow. Hellions, Hellions, I always get this wrong, so stick with me here, <laughs> begins with the X-Men tracking renegade Hellfire cultists, more on them in a few, attempting some terrorist plot on the anniversary of the mutant massacre, more on this in a few too. Following a bazooka attack that leaves Nightcrawler unconscious, Havoc seemingly breaks and lets a darker persona loose, nearly frying a cultist alive until Wolverine, of all people, interjects. The mission's sour turn puts Alex on a fast track for the gathering of the Hellions, lest he break that no-killing-humans rule of Krakoan law. In this case, Alex is joining the following problem mutants being put on trial for their actions endangering Krakoa. Orphan Maker and Nanny, John Greco, a.k.a. Scalp Hunter, Kyle Gibney, a.k.a. Wildchild, and Manuel De La Rocha, a.k.a. Empath. On the surface, it's an oddball, nearly inexplicable gathering, but as I'll explain, the connections these characters share are actually fairly clear. In pre-release interviews, writer Zeb Wells said, The book asks how the mutants with blood on their hands can possibly integrate in a civilized society. As Nightcrawler says in the issue's opening quote, It is folly to create an Eden if no one has use for snakes. This all actually sounds a bit like Fallen Angels, but whereas that short-lived failure was a meditation on Quanon's new status-free of Betsy Braddock, Hellions immediately takes the question to Krakoa's Quiet Council and demands the Council account for the inconvenient mutants. Not for nothing, Wells and Segovia also clearly take the cues from Hickman's glam rock Sinister in crafting a wicked rush of energy coursing through the chaotic geneticist. After much debate, it's actually Sinister who lands on the idea to put these Hellions to use as his own personal task force. The likes of Cyclops, I would say reasonably, have issue with Sinister taking ownership of some of Krakoa's most violent. But with certain restrictions put in place, for example, the Hellions are not to be used if there's a possibility of human casualties, which I'm sure won't possibly ever be a line that gets crossed, the Quiet Council agrees to this proposal, and the new Hellions are born. In the pages of New Mutants, in an issue by Chris Claremont and Sal Buscema, the original Hellions are students of the Hellfire Club's White Queen, Emma Frost, at the Massachusetts Academy. It's a fun inversion of Xavier's school for gifted youngsters, and a great rivalry and occasional frenemy status with the developing New Mutants status, or franchise, excuse me. The original Hellions are Cat's Eye, Empath, Jetstream, Roulette, Tarot, Thunderbird, and for a short time, Firestar. With Mr. Sinister working in the wings as the Hellions' leader, it brings to mind a 90s Marvel What If issue, number 74 to be precise, about Sinister leading the X-Men. Notably, every member of the Hellions has recognizable, often deep connections with Mr. Sinister throughout X-Men history, which I'll highlight here. Scalp Hunter John Greycrow is the Native American mutant leader of the Marauders and a leading villain in the Mutant Massacre, the 80s X-Men crossover that led to the deaths of many Morlocks and the violent removal of Angel's Wings. When you talk about mutants whose very presence ruffles the feathers of other mutants on Krakoa, Scalp Hunter is one of the highest on the list. Sinister Connections 
Scalp Hunter has worked for Mr. Sinister, often as a marauder, for about as long as the character's been in Uncanny X-Men comics. This extends into modern-day comics as well through events like Messiah Complex. As expected, we get a glimpse of the problems with Scalp Hunter's presence on Krakoa when Callisto and a group of Morlocks attack him on the anniversary of the Mutant Massacre. Although gathering from the fact that he was cleaning his weapons at the time, this didn't go well for the Morlocks yet again. Wild Child Although Wild Child, aka Kyle Gibney, is most frequently found in the pages of Alpha Flight, the most recognizable version of Wild Child for me is found during Age of Apocalypse as Sabretooth's dog-like sidekick. Wild Child, somewhat similar to a Wolverine or Sabretooth, in both power set and in the fact that his feral half is out of control on Krakoa. Sinister Connections Wild Child's a part of the 2000s Weapon X relaunch, and it's revealed as this series progresses that Mr. Sinister has a major role in that incarnation of Weapon X. Empath. Debuting in New Mutants number 16, Empath is the only original Hellion on this unit. As mentioned, Empath survived Trevor Fitzroy's assault on the team and went on to work for X-Corps, although don't let that suggest Manuel has turned over a new leaf. Empath is making the original Hellions fight when we see him in Hellions number 1 just for fun. Notes on the Empath problem in the data page state that a violent sociopath was not gifted the X-Gene, but the X-Gene did create a violent sociopath. In terms of Sinister Connections, Empath is also the frontman for a Hellfire cult led by Madeline Pryor in the pages of Uncanny X-Men written by Matt Fraction. Since these are the idiot goons Havoc and the X-Men are tracking down at the beginnings of Hellions number 1, it's certainly not an accidental connection that the cult would be brought back to life here in the pages of Hellions. Nanny and Orphan Maker, created by Luis and Walt Simonson in the pages of X-Factor. Nanny views herself as a self-appointed savior of mutant children and enlists Orphan Maker to assassinate parents of mutants so she can protect these children, now part of her lost boys and girls. I'd also note that originally Nanny rebels against the Wright's plans to kill mutant children, and this is what gets her sealed in one of her egg-like cyborg robot suits of armor. What makes them mutants? Well, Nanny exhibits low-level mind control, although most frequently she's using tech, things like regressing individuals' mental state towards childhood. Orphan Maker's mutant abilities are repressed and contained by the suit of armor, and whether it's Nanny's influence or not, he retains a very childlike mental state. Sinister Connections Orphan Maker was one of the children in Mr. Sinister's orphanage, a la Scott Summers, and Nanny rescues him from a likely murder by Sinister's forces. On a potentially related note, they're also really strange and disturb just about everyone. Havoc the always a bridesmaid of Summers Brothers had a particularly rough go of it lately, as basically the only Avenger to remain inverted evil after the events of 2014's event dud Axis. He's also somehow perpetually following a trail of Scott's ex-girlfriends, recently Emma Frost, and more famously Madeline Pryor. Sinister connections. He's a Summers Brother. Nuff said. Psylocke, Quanon. Since he absolutely doesn't trust Mr. Sinister, Cyclops asks Conan, aka Psylocke, to oversee the team of Hellions. Sinister Connections. See the recent five-issue mini Fallen Angels. In order to confront Apoth, Psylocke leverages Sinister's connections and influence on Krakoa. For all intents and purposes, she is still indebted to him, and Sinister quite clearly means to collect. Appropriately, the newly formed Hellions' first mission is to raise Sinister's orphanage and underground clone factory, doesn't every orphanage have one, and the original marauders of mutant massacre infamy within. When Psylocke confronts Sinister about the dangers ahead, Sinister is clearly concealing something about the dangers they'll face, but smugly refuses to offer any more information. 
Hellions number one ends with the tease that what Sinister likely knows the team will find is one Madeline Pryor, Sinister's clone of Jean Grey who married Cyclops, gave birth to Nathan Summers, Cable, and brought about Inferno as the Goblin Queen, among many other things that I'm sure I'll get to in a future Kraken Krakoa. For me, this brings the inclusion of the Hellfire cult full circle as well, as Maddie once ruled them all back in those pages of Uncanny X-Men. All in all, Hellions is a really enjoyable opening issue from Wells and Segovia, and a welcome entry to the Dawn of X. I think this had the exact right tone for, again, an X-Men-style Suicide Squad, and despite the fact that uh, Sinister has been used sparingly throughout X-Men, it's really nice to see Zeb Wells and Segovia fully embrace that evolution of Kieran Gillen's X-Men version of Sinister. That very glam rock, fabulous Sinister is very funny and very fun to have back regularly in an ongoing some predictions here, it's felt like we've been building to an Inferno 2.0 for a while now, whether we're talking the demonic presence of Arako, Cable Number 1, or even the use of Belasco in the pages of the otherwise unrelated Ghost Rider. Shouts to a commenter here on YouTube for pointing that out to me recently. Madeline's reemergence only cements that idea, and I'm betting this could be well be the build-up to the promised December 2020 X-Men event, although I could see it playing a potential role in Ten of Swords as well, I believe in my reading order guide over on CBH, Hellions number four is going to be a tie-in in that series. Hey, thanks to some patrons. Uh, they make these videos and all the content over on Comic Book Herald possible. Everybody over at patreon.com slash comic book herald. A huge thank you to all of you. A particular thank you to my mysterious benefactors, Jeff Zacharias, Trey Conrad, Jesse W. Slatron, Robert Mickelson, Professor Pride, and Steve Brennan. Thank you so much for your support of Comic Book Herald initiatives. If you want to find more of my work, you can go to comicbookherald.com. You can find me at comicbookherald pretty much anywhere online. And on the podcast front, you can find me at Best Comics Ever or at My Marvelous Year, where we are in the 1980s of Marvel Comics. A lot of these New Mutants pages, you know, the, the actual Hellions debut, we'll be reading soon as part of the MMY Club. And we're also making our way to the Mega Inferno event later on in 2020. So if you're looking for some good Marvel reading, check out the My Marvelous Year podcast. But otherwise, thanks as always for listening and enjoy the comics. <laughs>